Hey, this is Dino, and I'm the pastor of Revolution Church. Thank you for downloading this podcast. We hope this message is encouraging to you and will help you to discover God's unchanging love. For more information, visit our website at therevolutionchurch.com. Enjoy the message. We've been calling this reset, how to find the right decision every time. And I love what Pastor Ray said. He got us kicked off and he was talking about the four areas of, of, of life that we should be working on our reset. And he talked about pushing the reset button. Come on. Have you pushed the reset button in your life? All right. Hey, that's a great thing to put it in the chat. Guys, come on. let's push the reset button together. Hey, by the way, like this, share this. Let somebody in on what you're getting here with this message and, and what God's doing here at Revolution. I really believe it'll be a blessing to somebody else. Then Pastor Anton followed up with resetting our life with praise and worship. Listen, not just praise and worship that you would do at church, but praise and worship that you would do personally on your own. I know that sounds weird. I'm going to praise and worship God at home on my own. I know that sounds weird, but guess what? There's a lot of weird things going on right now. We're wearing masks. We're doing things we never thought we would be doing six months ago. So why not take the time to worship God at home on your own? Get in the presence of God. Allow his presence to reset you. Come on. And then we've been talking about, uh, then we, we, can, we followed up with understanding, you know, that, that you and I have the ability to find the right decision every time. And then we also talked about how sometimes in order to experience a reset, we need a change of mindset. All of those messages are available on our website. You can go back and listen to them. And I just want to encourage you guys to do, because I just believe there's a lot of material in this series. And today... I want to wrap up this series with something very simple and very, very practical. The last installment of this series, Reset. And here's what I'm calling this message today, all right? Keep doing what's in front of you to do. Keep doing what's in front of you to do. All right, come on, join your faith with me and let's pray. Let's get into this. Let's allow the Holy Spirit to speak to us and prepare us for the things that are coming. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for this word. I thank you for the scriptures. I thank you for how alive that they are coming to all of us. And so, Lord, I just ask you to speak through me. Let your word come alive. Lord, let change happen in our time together here. I pray, Father, that the eyes of our hearts would be enlightened and the eyes of our understanding would grow to the place and to hear all of the things that you called us to today. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Come on, somebody just needs to say that with me. I believe I receive that. God is going to do some new stuff in us today. So the inspiration for this message, keep doing what's in front of you to do it came to me as I was thinking about one of my drives from Michigan to Florida. It was in the twilight of the evening and everybody else was sleeping in the car. Okay, and I was just driving myself and it was starting to get dark. 
And so I've just enjoyed the sights. If you've ever been driving like through Tennessee, that time of day, it is absolutely gorgeous. The hills and the mountains, it was just a beautiful sight. So I'm just driving along while everybody's sleeping. And I was just taking in all of the sights, just enjoying it. I could look over and I could see mountain ranges on one side. And I was driving next to one on the other. And you could see the colored rocks and, the, the, and it was fall and the, and, the, and the way the leaves were changing. It was just such a beautiful sight to see. And I was relaxed. I was enjoying the drive, okay? That's different because after two or three hours of me drying, it's not an enjoyment for me. I think I'm talking to some other people as well. Come on. So, but I'm just enjoying the drive. And, and suddenly, before I could even realize it, and it started to get dark at this point, I hit this thick, thick patch of fog. Just hit me so hard. I was clipping along about 65 or 70 miles an hour and, this, and just hit this fog. And the, the, the natural thing you do when something like that happens is it just hits you. It came on me so suddenly and I just kind of took my foot off the accelerator and I was trying to figure out what I was in. I literally went from being able to see across these, these ravines and these mountain ranges and all this beautiful colored rock and trees to nothing nothing. All I could literally see was probably about 50 feet in front of my car where the headlights could still see the road. And so I slowed down and that thing just hit me. And so I, you know, once I got through that initial jolt, I realized, okay, I, I'm good. I can keep driving here and I don't have to pull over, thought about pulling over. I don't have to stop, thought about stopping, but I felt like, okay, I can keep going here. It's dark and I can still see about 50 feet in front of me, if I just kind of slow down, go around 45 or 50 and just stay in this right lane, we can just keep moving, just keep moving. And, and that's where the inspiration for this, this message came from. Because literally, that's what happened to all of us in this pandemic. We were all just kind of going about our life. We were planning to send our kids to college, or we were planning on, you know, enjoying summer vacation. We were planning on maybe, uh, like me, or maybe like you, you, were, you, you had vacations planned, and they, they came to a sudden halt, or you had plans to maybe launch a business that came to a sudden halt. Maybe you had plans to move that came to a sudden halt. Like, like, like the pandemic was like that fog, it just hit us. And while we were just all enjoying life and just enjoying the sights and enjoying our families and enjoying our careers and all the things that are connected to that, bam, we find ourselves in this fog. And, and, and right now, as we've been talking about throughout this entire series about resetting your purpose, resetting your time with God and, and praise and worship and all of those things, how fitting right now is, to, is, is that we would just learn today to take everything that we've learned over the past four weeks, okay, and do what I was doing while I was driving in that fog. I could only see 50 feet in front of me, but here's what I was doing. I was just doing what I knew what to do. There was fog all around me. I was just doing what I knew what to do. And that's where we are right now. All of us, every single one of us, we just need to keep doing what we know what to do. The scripture says in Ecclesiastes 9, it says, whatever your hand finds to do, do with all your might. Friends, listen, 
I just want this to be a simple message today for you to understand. We've, there's a lot of word has gone forth, a lot of examples, a lot of revelations come out in this series. But today, I just want you to get this really, really simple point. Just keep doing what you know what to do. Keep spending time with God. Keep applying the principles that you've learned in this series. Keep doing what you do on your job. Keep doing what you do with your family. Some of you guys, you're facing having to uh, have your kids home from school. And I get it. We're praying for you guys. And I know this has got to probably be one of the greatest struggles that we've ever experienced in a situation like that. Okay? But just keep doing what you know how to do. Just keep doing what you know how to do. Keep doing all of those things that are in front of you that you're doing. Don't change course. Just keep doing what's in front of you to do. Now listen to this part. And as you keep doing what you know to do that's right in front of you, then, somebody needs to put then in the chat, then you're going to be ready to do the next thing that's going to come. Yeah. You know, one of the things that Jeannie and I always live, live by, because listen, I, I'm preaching to the choir on this message right here, because Jeannie and I, we have never been down this road either. We're in the fog just like you, trying to figure stuff out, trying to see what's coming next. Look, I'm a control freak. I always like to see everything and kind of plan it and strategize it. But there's no planning and no strategizing going on right now because we're all just driving in the fog. But here's what we are doing. We're doing what we know how to do. Come on, can I just inspire you right now not to quit? Just keep doing what you're doing. The Bible tells us that not to grow weary in our well-doing because as we continue to do, we will eventually get there. We'll get through this fog. We'll get through this pandemic. We'll get through this. But in the meantime, we're still in it. We're still right smack dab in the middle of it. So I'm encouraging you, keep doing what you're doing. Stay steady with God. Stay steady in the word of God. Stay steady in your own devotional time. Stay steady with your family. Stay steady on your job. Stay steady remaining in peace. Stay steady. Keep doing what you know how to do. Whatever your hand finds to do, keep doing it with all your might. And listen, when you're ready, the next thing will come and you will just know that this is the next thing. It's one of the declarations that Jeannie and I make all the time. You hear us say this all the time. And we'll be driving along, you know, just thinking about what's next and, and what's, what, what should we do, you know, if this happens or what should we do if this other thing happens. We say this, we'll know what to do once we get there. Come on, you should write that down. We'll know what to do once we get there. See, that's faith speaking. That's faith saying, Lord, I'm walking by faith, not by sight, because every single one of us in this reset, we are all in this together. All of us just need to keep doing what we're doing, and then when the next thing presents itself that we're supposed to do, we will just know that that's the thing that we're supposed to do. In the meantime, let me encourage you, just keep saying, we'll know what to do once we get there. We're moving our kids into two separate 
colleges this this past couple of weeks okay and there was a lot of uncertainty are we getting in the dorms are we getting in the apartments are we are we going are we not going and we just kept saying on our drive to Oklahoma we'll know what to do once we get there and the drive up to Tallahassee where we dropped off Alyssa we'll know what to do once we get there friends every single one of us are in this thing together the fog is still all around us And you know what? I just have to be honest with you. I really believe that we're going to be in this a little while longer, okay? And I know that's not popular, but I really believe with all my heart that I wouldn't be doing you justice as a pastor if I didn't tell you this. Sure, I want to come out of this. I couldn't wait to get out of that fog when I was in Tennessee. I couldn't wait to get through that thing, okay? It's, 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 uh, it was uh, uh, stressful, and, and I wanted to go faster, and I wanted to get to my destination, and I, I had plans, I had purposes, I had schedules, but all of that got interrupted by that fog, and all of our lives have experienced a major interruption and even a disruption because of this pandemic. So I want to encourage you to do exactly what Jeannie and I are doing. We're just doing what we know how to do in front of us. And we're continuing to say, we'll know what to do once we get there. I want you to say the same thing. And then be ready and sensitive for that next thing that's coming. So here's what I want to do for the duration of this message as we wrap up this series. I want to encourage you and I want to build your faith to just keep doing what you're doing, to keep doing what you're doing. Now, here's what I want you to see in the middle of all this because sometimes, you know, we, we, we can lose heart and sometimes it, it, you can feel hopeless. I can't tell you how many times when I, when I think about revolution and I think about you and how much we miss you and how much uh, we miss being able to do church the way we know how to do church, to do community the way we know how to do community and we're unable to do that, especially with me, my touchy-feely Italian self. Come on, somebody, all right? When, when I think about that, it can be frustrating. It's disheartening, I promise you. It can be discouraging. But I'm telling you, I'm just doing what I am asking you to do. I'm just gonna keep doing what I know how to do. I'm gonna keep serving Jesus. I'm gonna keep staying in the word of God. I'm gonna keep worshiping. I'm gonna keep spending time with God. I'm gonna keep doing what I know to do with my family. I'm gonna keep doing what I know how to do, managing our business. I'm gonna keep doing what I know how to do, managing this church and this ministry the way we have to do it this way. We're just gonna keep doing what we know how to do and we're gonna do this together. And when the next step is right for us to take, we're going to know. Why? Because we're gonna know what to do once we get there, okay? But there's a couple things I want to leave you with just to build your faith as, as we think about this. The first thing is this. Always remember this and remind yourself of this, that God was not caught by surprise by any of this. When I drove into the fog that day, God wasn't caught by surprise. I was caught by surprise. I didn't know that that's what happened at that time of day on the mountainside there in Tennessee. I didn't know, but God knew. And God was with me the whole time. Come on, the Bible says that he'll never leave us or forsake us. He, I believe God jumped in the car with me. He was with me right when I hit that fog. So even though I was jolted, I know he wasn't. 
And the scripture says this in Psalm 118, 24, this is the day that the Lord has made and I will rejoice and be glad in it. Can I just remind you? Can I just remind you what the scripture tells us? When, when it says this is the day that the Lord has made, that literally means this is the 24-hour period that God has made for you and made for me. Yes, the God of the universe who knows the end from the beginning. So therefore, he knows how to work the middle on our behalf. He wasn't caught by surprise by this pandemic. He wasn't caught by surprise when I hit that fog, right? Why? Because God made this 24-hour period for me. He makes that 24-hour period for you. He knew that we would be alive in this day that we live in right now. And therefore, that gives you and I confidence to, to believe, well, listen, if God's not caught by surprise and he's not concerned about all this, then I don't have to be caught by surprise. I don't have to be concerned about it. I can cast the care. I can cast the concern over onto him because he loves us. And the Bible says God loves us affectionately. So I want to encourage you to do, I want to remind you that this is the 24-hour period you're living in right now that God made for you. He wasn't caught by surprise by anything. And boy, that just brings such comfort to me to know that my heavenly father really is with me, just like the word of God says, okay? And here's the second thing I want you to, to get to. It's okay to be in a state of pondering, in a state of wondering in a state of kind of questioning what's coming next. Just because you do that, it doesn't mean you lack faith or you don't have faith to get through this. Can I just set you at ease now? All right, it's okay to have questions. It's okay to be pondering. But I want you to know Jesus is in the pondering. I want to share this with you. I shared this with in prayer earlier uh, this week. And this is such a powerful story about uh, one of Jesus' disciples, Nathaniel. He's an obscure disciple. We really don't hear about Nathaniel. We usually hear about uh, James, Peter, John, you know, the apostle Paul, Philip. And so, but here's this, this, this disciple that Jesus calls Nathaniel. And the story kind of goes like this. Um, uh, Philip meets Jesus and, and he realizes that Jesus is the Messiah. And he's so excited to take the news that Jesus is the Messiah to Nathaniel, his friend. And so he runs ahead to tell Nathaniel, hey, listen, I've met the Messiah. I've met the Messiah. He comes from Nazareth. I've met the Messiah. And Nathaniel tells Philip, he says, hey, Nothing good could come from Nazareth. There's no way the Messiah can come from Nazareth. Nathaniel completely sized up the situation, completely prejudged the situation, all right, just like you and I do at times, and wrote off Jesus and even wrote off his friend Philip that he had actually found the Messiah. Friend, I gotta just tell you, can I just take a side note here? Man, how many times maybe has God been presenting something to us? Has God tried to deliver something to us? And because of our past ideas or past belief system, we whisk it away? Okay, or we reason it away? Don't reason it away. God is doing some amazing things. God was trying to do something amazing to Nathaniel that day, but Nathaniel was reasoning it away. 
But Jesus didn't care. It was amazing. I want you to see how Jesus responds to Nathaniel. He finally shows up and he introduces himself to Nathaniel. And the way Jesus does it is so awesome. He says to Nathaniel, Nathaniel, you're a true Israelite. And it got Nathaniel's attention. He doesn't know me. He doesn't know me from Adam. How can he say that I am a true Israelite? So Nathaniel asks Jesus, he says, how do you know who I am? And then Jesus does something so cool. And I believe these cool things are going to start happening for you and for me because I believe that's what the word of God teaches. Jesus has a word of knowledge. He has, he's operating by the gifts of the Holy Spirit. He says, Nathaniel, before Philip called you to me, to meet me, I saw you under the fig tree. And this is what's so awesome. Nathaniel was just like, wait a minute. You saw me under the fig tree? How did you see me under the fig tree? How did you even know I was under the fig tree in the first place? You know I'm an Israelite, and, and now you know that I was under the fig tree? This must be the Messiah. There's something special about you. That supernatural gift that Jesus was operating got Nathaniel's attention. And here's what I want you to see, because we're talking about pondering, okay? Because in that culture, okay, there, there was always a fig tree in the front courtyard of the home. And it was usually large, and, and it provided shade to the courtyard. And so people, to get away from all the rustle and bustle of the house, okay, and all the, the stuff that was going on there, and sometimes it was a little bit hot in the house, they would go sit under the fig tree, okay, to refresh themselves and to get cool. And here's what I believe was happening that day. Nathaniel was under the fig tree, and he was pondering. And I really believe this with all my heart, that there was, there was something in the air, in the city, and in the community, and in the timeline. And sensitive people understood that something was about to change in Israel. There was a change that was coming. They could sense it. There was a spiritual shift that was taking place. And I believe Nathaniel was under that fig tree, and he was pondering this. He was pondering his life. He was pondering his future. He was pondering, is, this, is, is what I'm hearing about the Messiah real? Is this really the time for the appearing of the Messiah? He was pondering. I believe that. And Jesus saw Philip pondering. And that day, when Jesus showed up, he was able to minister to, to him and minister him out of his pondering and here's what I want you to get out of this. I just believe all of us, we're in this fog, okay? And sometimes we can be pondering, oh God, did I, did I do something wrong to put myself in here? No, you didn't. This is, this is a reset happening to all of us. Oh, should I pull over? No, just keep doing what you know how to do. Keep driving. Should I, should I just slow down a little bit more? Do whatever you have to do, but just keep doing what you know how to do. Oh, I'm pondering. Lord, Lord, what's the next step for my children? Just keep doing what you know how to do. What's the next step for my business? Just keep doing what you know how to do. Like Nathaniel was pondering under the fig tree, it's okay to be pondering. And here's what I want you to see. Come on, somebody get a hold of this right now. Jesus answered Nathaniel in his pondering. And I believe with all my heart that Jesus is in your pondering and Jesus is in my pondering too. We're all driving through the fog right now. 
And we all have questions. We all have uh, things that, that are on our mind. And I'm telling you, like Jesus answered for Nathaniel, Jesus is going to answer for you. Jesus is going to answer for me. Come on, do you receive this today? We serve an amazing Jesus who cares about you, who cares about me. He cares about where your kids are going to go to school. He cares if you've got it. Uh, homeschool your children and now all of a sudden your occupation is, is, is all messed up now. He cares. He cares that you have financial concerns that maybe your, your PPP money has run out or maybe your unemployment has run out and you don't know where your next paycheck is going to come from. He cares. He cares about all the people who've been ravaged by COVID-19. Always remember this. Jesus did not send COVID-19. And anybody that tells you that, they don't understand. Friends, the thief sent COVID-19. The thief comes to kill, steal, and to destroy. But Jesus said he would come and he would give us life and life more abundant. Here's what Jesus is doing through this fog. He's with us. He's comforting us. He's helping us to know. Just keep doing what we know how to do. I am telling you, listen. I'm saying this to you prophetically. You are doing better than you realize. I've been saying it throughout this series. You are doing better than you realize. Don't let the enemy mess with you. Don't let the enemy try to get you to think that you know, you're not measuring up or, or you don't, you're not good enough or, or, or you're not worthy enough. Get rid of all of that thinking. Jesus is worthy. Jesus is good. Jesus did all the work and he loves you with an everlasting love that cannot be changed. You are doing better than you know. And it's okay to have questions. It's okay to be pondering. It doesn't mean you have a lack of faith or something's wrong with your spiritual makeup. It's okay. It was okay for Nathaniel, and it's going to be okay for you, and it's going to be okay for me. Come on, do you receive that? Jesus is with you right now. And then here's the thing. Here's the next thing I want to leave you with, and I want to close with this. First of all, God's not caught by surprise. It's okay to be a place in the pondering. And here's the next thing. Don't be afraid to take that next step when or if it's presented to you. Now, here's what I mean by that. I believe that if as we continue on in this fog, okay, next steps are going to be presented to us. And I believe with all my heart, you're going to know. If you keep saying, I'll know what to do once we get there, you're going to know what to do. It won't be a guessing game. The Lord doesn't want you to guess through it. And the Lord is so big in his understanding of you and I and who we are. He knows how to get his plans over to us. Okay? Just keep doing what you know how to do or what to do. Just keep, keep driving. Just keep doing. Keep going through the fog. And when that next opportunity is presented, you will know what to do. And when you do, take that step. Some of you, you're going to know, I need to take this job opportunity that's being presented to me. It's just going to be very natural. Some of you, you're going to know, I need to start that business that is going to minister or somehow help people through this pandemic. Nobody would start a business in the middle of a pandemic. Come on. You can't strategize it. Hard to get money, loan money, right? But if Jesus tells you that's your next step, then take that step. 
If Jesus tells the next step is, oh, I'm going to sell this house and I'm going to move into this one and it's just going to happen kind of like just so naturally, then take that next step. I believe and I'm trying to prepare you that a bunch of next steps are going to be presented to us. And as they come, Jesus, our Lord and Savior, is going to walk you right through this. Now, let me say this. I think some of you are going to find yourself in a situation where God is going to use you to pray for somebody. That may be a next step. God is going to use you to minister life and love in the middle of all of this social unrest that's going on. It's happening right now with one of the members of Revolution. God is opening up doors for this individual. And the way the Spirit of God is speaking through him to minister to people is so beautiful. I believe that could be you. I believe there are many people in this community that God is going to begin using, and it's going to be so natural. You're going to find yourself praying for somebody. Yes, you. You pray for somebody. You go lay your hands on somebody that's not feeling well. You you be the voice of encouragement to somebody that needs to be encouraged. Maybe that's your next step. I just believe that's going to happen. And you know, sometimes it feels awkward. And sometimes, you know, it might even feel a little bit clunky. I think about the apostle Peter. And when Jesus told Peter, Peter, I want you to go fishing. No, no, nothing wrong with that. He was a fisherman. But here's what I want you to do. This time, when you fish, you're going to catch a fish with a gold coin in its mouth. And that gold coin is going to pay your tax and my tax. Okay? Now, imagine being Peter. There's a crowd of people. <laughs> Peter's a fisherman. Jesus is the carpenter. Come on, put yourself in the story for a second. All right? Maybe there's 50, 60 people around that Jesus says this to Peter, right? Now, Peter... You know, he's, he's thinking to himself, okay, this is a crazy request. I have been a fisherman my whole life. I've caught thousands and thousands of fish, and never one time has there been a gold coin in any fish I've ever caught. And now Jesus is asking me to go fish. Can you just put yourself there for a second? So, he has to awkwardly grab his fishing pole or whatever apparatus he used to fish. And he sheepishly walked out to the water. And, and no doubt, no doubt, there was probably a crowd of people that followed him. So now Jesus has asked me to do this. And not only that, and I'm, I'm feeling insecure because I've never done this before. Right? And these people are all following me. They got their little scorecard. Is this going to work? Is this not going to work? So now, if it works, he could be a hero. If it doesn't work, he's a zero. Imagine all this going on in his head. Yeah, that's what happens sometimes when we get ready to take a next step. That's what happens next, that when, when we feel what that next thing is coming before us. It can feel awkward. But you know the rest of the story. Peter caught the fish, and there's a gold coin in its mouth, just like Jesus said. And I'm sure it was a little awkward. I'm sure it was a little clunky, but can I let you in on something? All right? This is amazing. When I saw this in the Word of God, it really, really blessed me. Because this happened in Matthew 17, all right, where Jesus, where Peter catches this fish with this coin. 
But if you back up three chapters earlier in Matthew 14, that's the time when Peter was in a fog, like you and I are in a fog. He was on that boat in the middle of the lake, and it was rocking, and the winds were sailing, and the disciples didn't even know if they were going to get to the other side. They were in the middle of their own little pandemic. And here's Jesus. He comes walking on the water. Talk about weird. <laughs> I'm telling you, there's a lot of weird things going on around us. Okay, but here's Jesus standing on the water. And Peter looks out to Jesus. <laughs> trying to figure this all out. Is this real? Is this a hologram? Is this a UFO? What is this, right? And so Jesus says, if it's you, Lord, bid me to come. Now, I believe Peter was afraid in this boat because it was rocking and reeling because of the wind and the waves, okay? And he's just like, I'm either dead here, I'm dead out there. So there was an opportunity for him to step out of the boat. And he did. When Jesus said, come, one word, come, he stepped out of the boat and he started walking to Jesus. Imagine for a moment you're walking on the water to Jesus and then he does, you know the story, he gets distracted with the wind and the waves. The wind and the waves were there all along. He stepped out in faith and walked on the water in the middle of the wind and the waves. But here's the difference. He took his attention off of Jesus. He stopped doing what he knew what to do. And he started focusing on the wind and the waves. And he began to sink. Oh, someone's just, I could just hear someone saying right now, see, there you go. That's the reason why we don't want to take a step, Pastor Dino, because you know something, we could be sinking. We could be dying. We might sink to our death. We might do something. We might make a mistake. Guys, Jesus didn't treat Peter that way. Jesus didn't say to Peter, well, okay, you were ready. Well, you can't be the leader of the pack now because, you know, you're sinking. You took your eyes off of me. No. Jesus walked over to him, reached down and pulled him up and the two of them walked to the boat and got in it together G peter was still walking on the water come on somebody are you getting this he was still walking with jesus and jesus didn't hold a record of wrongs and here's my point in all this when you take your step and you believe it's the next thing that god is asking you to do it might be clunky it might be awkward it might be a little bit scary but i'm telling you take the step knowing that even if you make a mistake our lord and our savior is right there to pull you up and to walk you right back to where you need to be because that is who he is the scripture clearly tells us that his goodness isaiah 52 1 says his goodness the goodness of god endures continually that's who he is. The scripture says in Lamentations 3, the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. The mercy of God, the grace of God, his unending love for you is new every single morning. You're gonna make some mistakes. It's okay. There's gonna be a little failure. It's okay. Jesus isn't holding it against you. We hold it against ourselves. And here's the deal, because we won't take that step. A lot of times we, we suffer from paralysis by analysis. We're overanalyzing it. Friends, listen, listen. Just keep doing what you know how to do. 
Keep declaring, I'll know what to do once I get there. Believe that God isn't caught by surprise by any of this. Trust that it's okay to have questions and to ponder and to believe that you're getting ready to take your next step. I really believe this. It'd be difficult for me to say all of the things that I've just said if I really didn't believe them, if I really didn't believe that Jesus is that good and Jesus loves and cares about us that much. He really does. My heart goes out to you because we're all in this fog together. I'm in it too. I am preaching to the choir. I'm doing exactly what I'm asking you to do. But you know what? We'll know what to do once we get there. God is leading us. God is leading you. Even in those times when we don't feel like he's leading us, even in those times when we feel like we're alone. A lot of you guys remember the footsteps story. You know, it's that whole situation where that person feels like they're walking and, and, they're, and they felt like they were all alone. And, 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 and when they died and went to heaven, they realized they looked on the sandy beach over there, but there was only one set, one set of footsteps in the sand. And, and the gentleman turns to Jesus and said, why did you leave me? Why did you abandon me? You were walking with me. Then there was, I was by myself. And Jesus says, that was the time in your discouragement picked you up and I carried you. The Lord is carrying us. I'm asking you to keep doing what you know how to do. Keep doing, keep pressing into God. Keep pressing into his word. Keep loving your family. Keep uh, be the best that you can be at your job. Be the best that you know how to do. take care of your health even in this time. Be a listener. Be open. And I promise you, God is going to see us through. You may be watching this and you may say, I've never heard these things before. I didn't know that Jesus was this good. He would actually walk with us, care for us, take care of us like this. Maybe you don't know Jesus the way we know Jesus. We know Jesus as our personal Savior. He's not only my Savior, but he's my friend. And he said he would never leave us or forsake us. I feel like you're watching right now, and you feel that you've been for, 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 forsaken. You feel forsaken. And I want you to know Jesus sees that and Jesus loves you and wants you to come into relationship with him just because he loves you yeah but I've been a bad person I've hurt so many people I've, I've even spoken against Jesus I haven't spoken against the church I've even spoken against his people doesn't matter he loves you anyway I've got great news for you the Bible says that Jesus died for you he died for me and God raised him up from the dead so that you and I could believe in Jesus and come into relationship with him and be born again, born from above, have relationship with God, become a child of God, come into the family of God. That's what that means. So I wanna pray with you. He said, Pastor, you know, I don't know Jesus that way and I want to. 
I don't want to feel alone. I don't want to feel abandoned. I I don't want to feel forsaken any longer. Then pray the simple prayer with me and believe with me that Jesus will come into your heart like he came into my heart and like he came into so many of our hearts. Just pray a simple prayer right where you're at, right now. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Help me. Renew me. Help me with my loneliness. Help me with my despair. I want to be your child. I want to come into the family of God. I believe you died for my sins. And I believe God raised you up to pay for my sin. Right now, I take you as my Savior and my friend. And in your name I pray, amen. Hopefully this message was encouraging to you. And if it was, tell a friend. And thank you for your generosity. Your generosity enables us to take the message of God's unchanging love all around the world. For more information on how to give and about the ministry, visit us at therevolutionchurch.com. We'll see you right back here next week.